So today's show, we're gonna we're gonna do some questions. We're gonna play the question game, not in a weird way, in a business podcast way. And uh, <laughs> we're not gonna get is there a weird? Is there a weird way? <laughs> I'm sure that there's some like isn't there like some sort of I don't know like like isn't isn't there like some sort of like uh, like never like this isn't like never have I ever this is oh yeah that would be weird. podcast questions that would be so strange if we did a never have I ever on the podcast. Yeah, especially because no one would be able to see us raise our hands. They would; lo- we'd lose all of our podcast. <laughs> Probably. All right. So I've got some questions, little scatter shooting topics for you, and uh, we're just going to put Bobby on the spot. He has no clue what this is going to be about. We should like swap it. We'll do this. We'll do another one another day where you can ask me questions. Let's yeah, I feel it. like you enjoy these because uh, we were talking about a business topic and or a podcast topic, and then I went to get coffee and I came back and you're like, "Dude, I've got questions." <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I decided, yes, we're gonna have fun here. So we're gonna dive in. I got three questions. All right. Mm-hmm. So and they're 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 business related. These are these are one of them is something you wanted to talk about. So oh, you just good. don't know which of the three questions it is. It's not the first one. So yeah, okay, I'm ready. The, the first, the first question. I mean, you've been in business for a long time now, and your blog, you know, you're making changes to your blog. You've just decided recently. I don't know if that's out in the public. Sorry, guys, but you're, you're, you know, you've kind of have pivoted, millennial money man, a little bit since you and I started working together. You're getting ready to pivot it a little bit more. Obviously, we've launched Ellie. Ellie has done a lot of different things, and we're, you know, it's changing. So how do you, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, decide like, this is what I want my business to look like. These are the things, you know, and not just like, you know, I think when we're talking about millennial money, man, a lot of times it's like, what am I going to write about? What's the content going to be about? But I think there's also that question of like, what am I going to do? What's my day to day going to be like, you know, what am I going to sell? What work am I going to do? Who am I going to work with? Like that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's a uh, that is a good question. It's a tough question because I think it, when I look back on the last uh, God, almost six years now, it's changed a lot. Like the the original intent of the Millennial Money Man site and like what I'm doing now, and I can, that's not like private. I can I don't mind talking about like the direction that we're going to go and all that. But it's I don't know if it's something that you necessarily just like go. You know what? I want my business to look like this. I think it's an evolution, or at least it has been for me as I've learned more about business. So like when I started, I really had this, like I actually started Millennium Money Man and I wanted it to be a, uh, I was going to do seminars for high school kids. Like that was my original moneymaker plan um, because I, that's how I got started talking about money. Um, I was just teaching my high school students about money and they were really excited about it. So I was like, oh man, this, this could be awesome. I could like go travel around the country and give speeches to these students and they're going to like 
love hearing me talk about money. And then I kind of like started thinking through that a little bit. And I was like, okay, this is going really to speak from the stage. <laughs> <laughs> I dude, I surprisingly, I'm actually pretty decent at it. Cause I had to be as a, as a teacher, like I stood up every morning and talk in front of like a hundred kids. Um, and, uh, even though I am introverted, I like I would, I felt like I was pretty good at it, but it wasn't something I loved. That wasn't the real issue though. It was more the logistics. It was like, okay, how am I going to convince these schools to go pay money for this thing? And then I was like, how oh, the travel, like, you know, if I was going to travel all the time and then like, how valuable is this really? And, and all that. So that's, you know, when you first start a business, you're just trying to think of like, how can I make money somehow? Because that's mm-hmm. the hardest part is like making the first Maybe it's not for some people. For I mean, but for a lot of people, I feel like making the first amount of like significant revenue is is hard. And so I, you know, I basically had to pivot because I was like, well, this is going to be really slow, and I'm probably not going to make any money. And I just quit my job, so I need to make money. So I started doing the marketing, and everybody that's been listening knows the story of of all that stuff. So you know, everybody that's been around for a while knows that whole story of like me doing the marketing and then like doing the blog and all that. Um, but what Millennial Money Man originally started out as was you know, I was more of like a general personal finance guy. And I actually wanted to be like the next Dave Ramsey for a while. And then uh, Dave Ramsey's publicist tweeted at me. I think he's his publicist. Cause I tweeted something one time about like uh, being the next Dave Ramsey, like the dumbest tweet probably ever. And he tweeted back and he was like, don't worry about being the next Dave. Just worry about being the next year, the first you. And I was like, wow, that's a great, like so profound. It is, but it, you know, it really is. And I kind of like took that. I was like, man, okay. That's a good, that's a good thought. And so then it was like, I was general personal finance guy and I didn't really know like what I wanted to specialize in and a lot of other, I was able to build audience one because I was running Facebook ads. (laughs) So that was, that was part of it. Uh, But the other part is like, I'm just, I'm good at writing. Fortunately, like that's, that's something I'm good at and I can like build a relationship with people. Um, but I wasn't winning people over necessarily with like my ideas on personal finance. It was just like my story and my storytelling, if that makes sense. Um, but I didn't have like a clear, like, here's the path to becoming, you know, wealthy uh, or debt free or anything like that. I just kind of talked about it and people like that. But I've always been like, man, I just don't know what I need to focus on because there's so many different paths that you can take with personal finance. You can be like the financial freedom guy or like you can do the fire movement thing or the debt stuff or like whatever. And I just didn't feel passionate. Like I felt passionate about kind of all of it, but like not super specific. And I didn't know where I fit in um, with that. And then, so I was just writing general personal finance stuff. And then we started Laptop Empires. And that's when like I realized that the thing that I'm good at or the thing that I can help people with the most is making more money. And so now it's been this like slow shift to that more. Like it started in 20 you know, mid 2019 and early 2020 now uh, of just like more side hustle content, more like how to make money online. And it fit well with what we were doing because we were, you know, obviously selling the Facebook side hustle course. But now as I've just gotten more and more, I don't know, I've just gotten more focused on wanting to help people figure out how to make more money. Because I think, I mean, I paid off my debt and I did it in a way that really sucked and had to, you know, rent the bedroom for my in-laws and and I still drive a crappy car and stuff like that. I don't need to anymore, but I just do for some reason. And it's just, it's a lot better when you make more money. Like it's so everything gets so much easier. And so I've just kind of found like that is the new direction that I really want to take the side in. Uh, And I've been kind of leaning that way for a while. uh, And now it's like, I want to go hard into the make more money 
niche niche <laughs> you know so that's kind of like the you know so then it comes back to the original question like how do you decide what you're what you want everything to look like in the direction that you go for me it's been an evolution of tr- like just i didn't really feel like finding i had a, a focus yeah it's I mean, it's hard really that whole story is about finding a niche and i think it's a good lesson for people that are just starting out that like you don't have to niche down right away you can you can go out there and try different things and, and find what fits you, you know? Yeah. Um, and we see that with bloggers. We see it with our digital marketing students, you know, where they're like, Oh, I need to focus on working with realtors. And it's like, well, why don't you try working with all these businesses and find like that intersection of where you have energy and opportunity? Because I think, I think that's, the key people miss out on in niches. They just go, Oh, this is a, this is a profitable niche. Right. And so there's opportunity, but then they miss out on the part of like, you have to be, you have to have, I don't know if passion is the right word, but you have to have energy around it. Yeah. I no, I totally agree. And the, the other part of that is that you can change it, right? Like if you pick something and you don't, you're like, eh, you know, I don't love this, but I'm doing this to make money. You know, over time you can kind of do what I've done uh, because I used to just, it was like hardcore, debt payoff stuff. And like, I used to like lecture people about spending money on the website. I'm surprised that anybody stuck around for that, but (laughs) there is for whatever reason, people, people did. And so, but I mean, I've, I've, you know, I just kind of recognize like, okay, I don't really, I don't love this. Like, cause you can, you can only cut back so much. And then you, you know, at some point you can't cut back on your spending anymore, but you can always make more money. And I'm way more passionate about that. And like, to be honest with you, I like drinking nice wine. And I like going on nice vacations. I like the nice stuff in, in life sort of, you know, and I always felt guilty about that because I was like, man, I'm like this debt payoff guy, but you know, I like nice wine now. And so like, how can I reconcile those two things? And then I realized like, well, I don't need to do, I don't need to reconcile any of that stuff. I just need to pivot into the make more money space because that allows me to really talk about the things that I really like uh, and help people in the way that I think I can help them best. And then I don't have to feel guilty about like, you know, having a $50 bottle of wine or something like that. So it, you know, it's, you can always change it too. So that's kind of the other thing. Don't feel like you have to get stuck in something. Yeah. I, I can give some examples of some stuff in my business. I changed a bunch. I want to, I want to read this to you though. I thought, saw this the other day and I took a screen share of it or a screen cap of it because you hear people talk about all the time, like, you know, money isn't everything or blah, blah, blah. I had people in my life when I first was starting, was first really starting to get traffic that were like, you're working too much. Like money isn't everything. And they didn't see my vision and what I was doing. And now in hindsight, they're like, okay, I get it. You know, but um, I think this, this quote kind of shows that and just says so many things in this world are more important than money. That's why you need to go out and get money as fast as you can. So you can focus on those things. And I just like, that's the, that's really the truth of it. Like, Money won't make you happy, but when you have not even like when you have financial security, when something like this that's going on in the world happens and you have financial security because you've built a business and you've, or you've gotten a raise at your job or whatever it may be, you don't have as much stress when everything is going on. You roll with it. You know, I've been very fortunate that with everything that's gone, gone on, it has not, it's, it's, it's been an opportunity to spend more time with the kids and with Katie being home and that kind of stuff. And I think a lot of other people are finding that too, and are finding that, uh, 
what is the word like that silver lining right in what's going on but i just think anyway i just i thought of that as you were talking about like you know I like the nice things and all of that. Like there, there's things in life that you might enjoy, you know, and that you want to do. And so, and it's those things that are bringing you that, that happiness, not the money, but yeah, it's, that's make it more accessible. Yeah. I've, I've always wrestled with the money happiness thing. Um, just mostly because I'm in the personal finance space and that's a topic that comes up a whole lot. But what I, what I have realized is that like money doesn't make you happy like just making a lot of money doesn't make you happy. But if you can make a lot of money in a really cool way that allows you to have the life that you want and the lifestyle you want, that does make right. you happy. So like if I was a if I was a lawyer making the same amount of money that I'm making right now, I'd probably be miserable. I'd have nice stuff, you know, but I would have I would just be really stressed out and I would not be able to see my wife and uh, I don't think I'd be able to have the kind of life that I wanted, but doing Which what is I why do, I don't do that, y'all. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I have too um, many friends that work six days a week, literally putting in 80 hours, barely see their kids, are turning into alcoholics, hate life. Like there's a reason <laughs> that attorneys have like or have a higher rate of alcoholism than like any profession. And it's yeah. because there's no the, you don't have that balance. Yeah, it's just stress. But I mean, yeah, I mean like making the money that I make now, being able to work from home and like kind of do almost sort of whatever I want, whenever I want to, like, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with that. So, uh, th- you know, I think there's, there's more factors that go to go into than just money. I think the freedom part of it and all that, but I do think, yeah, I just, I don't know. It, it all comes back down to like, how do you want to have your business look and all of that? You just gotta, you gotta just keep driving toward whatever you want your life to look like. Cause that's really what drives the happiness. You know, it's not the money necessarily, but if you can do both, like, then it's pretty, pretty sweet. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. And your, your whole business can, you know, you were talking about the business evolving and changing and, you know, I've had that. I mean, I've gone from an online fitness business to hiring a coach to manage that for me to a one person agency, to a team agency, to working with coaches and course creators, to exclusively working with local businesses, to scale, to going back to working mostly with coaches and course creators, you know, I mean, like I, it's gone like based in this flow based on like what I wanted to do. And so it can evolve and change over time. Like you can, you can totally pivot and go into a new business. I had a client recently um, that we, we had a call, we stopped working together because he just was so miserable in his business, even though he was doing 20, $30,000 a month. And he just was like, I hate it. I hate the work. And so we had this conversation about, well, do you hate the the work, like the business, or do you hate what you're doing in the business? I was like, is this a, some, a situation where we could, I could help you hire some people, put some systems in place, and then you become more of the CEO? And he's like, I'm just so tired of the industry. I just can't work in it anymore. I need to do something totally different. And I'm really excited about this other thing. And so he basically, like he's, starting the other thing. He's like slimmed down what he's doing in his business to keep making money until the other thing builds up. And so you have that. I had that, you know, I, when I had the fitness business, I had a coach, you know, I could have just kept bringing in leads and letting him handle it and make money. And I just got to the point where I was like, if I have to answer another question about fitness, I'm, (laughs) you know, I'm going to lose my mind. And so I just shut the whole thing down and gave away that income. So like you can, your business, you can get into another business. You can 
pivot within your business, like it's going to evolve over time. You know, the, the other thing, and I think that I was getting out with this question of like, you kind of took it in a different direction, but like deciding what you want it to look like, what you want to do, right? We have, we've had a lot of conversations this year of what people do we want on our team? Mm -hmm. What work do we want to do? How much do we want to work? What do we want to sell? Right? Like all of those different things. So how do you make those decisions of, of like the specifically, because I think like the hiring really comes down to the work you want to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another thing that I think is a lesson learned over time, because I think you have to have, I don't know if you have to, I didn't just go, I didn't just have like a thought in my head of like, I want my life to look exactly like this. It was more based on pain points that I was experiencing uh, where it was like, okay, I'm working way too much and I'm staying up way too late and I'm doing all this stuff by myself and I'm tired of dealing with, you know, tech issues. Like it just, you kind of like, you know, it's like kind of like death by a thousand cuts over time when you're building your business and you just kind of like recognize you get to a point where you're like, okay, now I'm doing too much on my own. I'm kind of stressed out here. What do I not want to do anymore? And so that's kind of when I think we've had those conversations of, mm-hmm. you know, what do we want the business to look like? It's when we're kind of stressed out and maybe not doing the stuff that we want to do, or at least for me. So then it just comes down to like, you've, I mean, if your business is in a place where you can bring people on to help you with certain things, then you just got to go, what do I not like doing and what do I want to do? And, and how can I work toward that? Now for me, like with Millennial Money Man, I, I feel like I had a little bit of a, I'm going to call it a luxury, but it's not like something that I was like, you know, luckily gifted with. It was more of like, I owned two businesses, you know, Laptop Empires was doing really, really well when I decided to kind of pivot Millennial Money Man. So it kind of gave me the freedom to kind invest. of, yeah, invest and kind of like tear up, like kind of tear up what I was doing with Millennial Money Man and go, okay, I'm going to start from the ground up. I'm going to rebuild this thing the way that I want it to look for the next 10 years. And so I was able to start doing that last year. And for one of the biggest, one of the, probably the best things that I did was I brought on um, uh, Maddie, who is my operations manager at Millennial Money Man. And one of the cool things about Maddie is that she works at startups. She's, um, she does my stuff on the side, but she has always worked at startups. And so she has seen a lot of companies kind of, you know, basically go from like VC funding to successful company or, you know, VC funding to like multiple people working and all that kind of stuff. So she's been, she's seen that before. And that's kind of what I was doing with Millennium Money Man, where I was like, okay, we've got more or less a blank check over here at Millennium Money Man in terms of just the blog and building it the way we want to and all that kind of stuff. Like let's build it from the ground up. So I brought her in and one of the first things she did was, was just kind of ask me like, well, what do you want to do in the business and what do you not want to do? (laughs) And so we kind of went through and we talked about that. And then once we kind of figured out like what I do like doing and for me, like I really, I like doing, you know, the writing. I I love doing the email marketing. Like that's my favorite thing to do. What I really don't like doing is like dealing with the website stuff or dealing with, I don't like placing affiliate links into articles or managing the affiliate uh, merchant relationships uh, or dealing with sponsorships. Like I don't like doing that stuff. I just want to connect with the audience and like be me. Right. And so that's Mm -hmm. kind of what we've, built, we've kind of built everything out around that idea. And I think that's where I'm most effective and I can help the most people and be the best boss, I guess, or I don't know, first person to work for because then I'm not super stressed out or, you know, doing stuff I don't want to do. So that was like, like bringing in a person to basically ask me, kind of bringing in like an outside perspective, which I think has been helpful for us. Like you and me bouncing things off of each other, like having an outside perspective and talking about some of the stuff and talking about what we like and what we don't like doing. 
has really helped. Or, or even just since we've, I mean, two hires like Larry last year and then Rachel just in the last, you know, month or so, you know, just having that other person that's in there that's listening to ideas and sharing new ideas and giving their perspective, like is completely change things. Cause after a while, like it's like you and I, our brains start to become more and more alike, you know, the, the longer we work together. And so getting, getting a fresh perspective, either that, or we just like, cause we talk about the same, you know, we just start, we're just repeating each other a lot of the time it feels like. So, so yeah, that can be super helpful, super helpful having other voices in there. But, you know, it doesn't always just have to be like hiring people. Like it could be no. just changing the way you do things, you know, like it could, it could totally be just modifying your business. I mean, you mean, you, you might design your life by setting restrictions for yourself, like, or, or boundaries between you and clients or, you know, whatever. I mean, you could, there's a lot of ways to do it. It's definitely helpful when you can hire, even if you just hire like, an assistant, like one person that can help take some things off of your plate. It's super helpful. But, you know, I can think of like times where, you know, I've set boundaries with clients. Like, I mean, mean, not being available on the weekend was a huge one back in the day. Yeah, Um, I remember that. There's, there's been times where I've just been like, Hey, you know, just like, I'm not responding to people before noon because I'm getting my kids to school and everything. And then I'm going to sit, come back, I'm going to work for a little bit and then I'll handle messages and just like, setting clear boundaries really helped a lot. Right. Uh, you know, so I, there's a lot of ways you can go there. And I think it's interesting for, you just got to think about, and the, the things we always talk about are, what do you like doing? Mm-hmm. What, what are we doing when you, when we have a lot of, what are we doing when we move fast and there's a lot of energy and a lot of motivation and what are we doing when it feels like we're at a standstill? And then once we figure that out going, okay, these things where, how do we do more of the stuff that gives us energy? How do we, if it's something that is causing us to come to a screeching halt, is that something that we can eliminate from the business? Or is it something that like we need to get help because it's essential? And I think a really good example of that for us recently is, you know, email, like some email stuff, like we can write emails all day, but when it comes to automated sequences, like that's really tedious for us. And every time one of us tries to write an automated email sequence, it takes us like a month to write five emails. I mean, it literally does. And then, so it's like, okay, but that's something super essential. We need to find somebody, you know, that we can have help with that so we can move that forward. Cause you got some, some things are some things you just got to do, <laughs> you know? It's, yeah. It's weird. I hate, I hate doing automations, but I love doing newsletter emails. <laughs> it's like, a, they're not really that much different, but for some reason I just, I get a lot of resistance around like sitting down and doing a, I don't know, doing this. I don't know why, but you just learn. It's like weird. You learn these like things about yourself as a as a person as you build your business. Of like what you like doing. You're kind of like almost like your oddities and, and things like that. Where you're like, oh man, I really don't like doing this for whatever reason. I like resist this a lot. So that's that's been kind of I've one of the things that I've done to like change. Not necessarily change, but like I've I've tried to recognize what my strengths and weaknesses are and like analyze that a lot more because I think right. if you do that and you really like are honest with yourself about like, okay, I'm good at this or I'm not good at this, or like, I'm just being kind of lazy with this and I could be better. I think that allows you to make decisions in your business that'll, you know, help you make more, more money and, and make your life better. You know, I think a lot of people kind of like tell themselves they're good at things that they're not, or, you yeah. know, 
And I used to do you, that a lot. You have, <laughs> so, to become, you have to become much more self-aware than yeah. most people actually are. You yeah. really do. You've got to be, and it's, and it's tough because like, I don't know if you're like this, Bobby, but like you have to, you have to be self-aware and like understand what you're good or bad at, but not be overly self-critical. Oh, because I know. Yeah. I know it's that, hard. I think a lot of entrepreneurs deal with that, but I know me personally, like I'm just because of how I'm wired. I'm, I can be very, very self-critical and push myself into a non-productive gloom <laughs> if I'm not careful. Yeah. I do that all the time. I'm, I'm, it's so weird. Uh, I don't remember where, who I heard this from. It might've been Natalie Bacon, but it's just like yours for whatever reason, we are like really hard on ourselves in our minds, like as humans, like we're really like mean to ourselves almost like when we're thinking about what we do and you know, how we do things. And, and I have to like check myself a lot because I'll be like, man, I'm not doing enough or like maybe I'm not working hard enough uh, or I'm not successful enough for like where I am where I want to be compared to like what I think I could do. And then I have to like, just tell myself like, no, dude, you got to chill out. Like you've built something really cool here and you need to just like give yourself credit and like, you know, calm down a little bit. Um, so I do go through that every once in a while. It doesn't happen as much anymore, but I remember probably even like a year ago, a year and a half ago, I was like, I would get into that mode a lot. So yeah, you definitely have to, to keep that in check. Yeah. So my second question was kind of related. You know, we only got to the second one now. Um, but, but I mean, it might be, we've covered on it a little bit. Um, but like, how do you decide what to invest in, in your business and like when to invest, Mm. you know, I think this is a conversation (laughs) we've had a lot, you know, cause, cause I've, it's been different, you know, like you're, you've, you've always invested a lot in your business and I've always bootstrapped a lot of stuff. Yeah. And so it's been, you know, and that's, uh, you know, so it's interesting. I'm curious, like how you, make make those decisions because i think a lot of people might be going like yeah but when do i when do i hire this person or you know invest in advertising or you know whatever it may be there's a lot of different or or a coaching program or a mastermind or a course or whatever it it might be yeah i so i don't know if i don't know if i'm the best person to ask this because i am very much on the heavier side of the spectrum when it comes to like i'll I'll spend money on things in my business before I take money out of the business and spend it on myself. And the, one of the reasons that I do that is just because I, I try to think of everything in like, like a 20 year timeline or 30 year timeline. And a lot of that is because like the people that kind of taught me about business are older. I've just, I've always had friends that are, you know, two of my best friends, one of them's in his fifties and the other is in his sixties and they're both business owners. And so like, I get that perspective a lot of like, this is more of a marathon than a, a sprint. And so for me, it's like, when it comes to, you know, should we get this thing or should we pay for this service or whatever? I look at it like, well, I don't need to be like rich right now. I, it's going to grow over time. And every invest, every investment that I make, that's a wise investment or like that. I try to make it a, a wise investment in the business is going to pay off exponentially down the road. Um, so that's kind of the, the perspective that the drawback to that is that sometimes I can just like, you know, it, it is important to pull money out of the business and do things for yourself. And sometimes I don't do that as much as I probably should. And cause I do have like a very frugal streak that's still in me somewhere. Uh, doesn't happen with wine anymore, but <laughs> with like other things <laughs> in my life, you know, like my, my truck that I drive, like there's no reason I should be driving a truck that's worth like $4,000. I just do because I'm like, I don't I'd rather like, I'd rather spend the money, you know, why go buy a truck that's nice when I could just like 
you know, spend something in the business or do something or, you know, put money in my brokerage account or whatever. Like it's, I, I have a hard time like doing things for myself in that way. So anyway, it comes down to, I always, I always err on the side of like, let's just do the thing and buy the thing. The downside of that is that you can, you can waste money that way, which I've, I've wasted money for sure in my business you know, paying for things that I thought were going to make my life easier or paying somebody to do something for me that I thought was going to make it like better. And it didn't paying people and buying things is not always a good uh, strategy. So, you know, that's kind of, I don't know. I, I, working with you is, has kind of tempered it a little bit though. I I think about it more before I invest in the business um, because we have such like wildly different views on it or not wildly different views, but we just have different ways that we built our businesses. And I think that now it's like we're a good checks and balances on each other of like, if I want to get this thing that's expensive and you're like, "Eh, I don't know, then we have a conversation about it. And I think we kind of come out, we, we make the, I think the right decisions more often than not, because we have that kind of back and forth about investing or not investing and all that. Yeah. And I think it's interesting. I mean, part of that too has been, we've been working together during a point in my life when I was hoarding money more than ever because yeah. we, my wife and I just, you know, for those of you who don't know, we just have always had this dream to like buy land out in the hill country in Texas, you know? And uh, that was like, we've, we've been looking for land for years. And so when we found, you know, but we were saving up, we were just saving money, saving money, saving money. And then we finally found it. And so we just had, you know, even I would say like this year in 2020 where it's like, we found the property, we bought the property, you know, now like I've been, it's been a lot different because I'm not like, I need to have as much money in the bank as I can before going to, you know, buy this thing. Cause I don't know what it's going to be. It's been more like, okay, cool. I know what my expenses are now. I'm going to keep this much and then let's roll, you know, yeah. or at least I'm, I'm, you know, still maybe not to the extent you are, but, but more so <laughs> for sure. So that's an interesting dynamic too. And I think you just got to know, you've got to like know what your goals and, and stuff are too. I think that comes down to it is, uh, you know, I think uh, if we, if we had not had, if our dream of like retiring in the country hadn't turned into a dream of like raising our kids out in the country, then I probably would have been a lot more like, let's just make this lower amount and invest the rest but it became this thing of like, no, I need to keep as much as possible to create. That was like the bigger thing for me, you know, right. for the last couple of years was like getting this like livings, you know, this, this living lifestyle or whatever situated, you know, and now it's more like, like now I've definitely been thinking about more. I'm like, okay, who can we bring in? What can we do? You know? And I was willing to kind of hustle harder than I probably needed to at that stage in my business, you know, to do that. And then, you know, obviously that's, so then Bobby had to fight me tooth and nail at certain things that (laughs) (laughs) I did, but but that's, that's, you know, I bring that up just because you've got to know, you've got to know yourself. You got to make sure you aren't crippling yourself, that you're not putting yourself in a position. The fact is like, you can't bootstrap everything, right? Depending on what your goal is. Like if you want to have a solopreneur business, you can make an incredible income. You can make a hundred, 200,000, whatever being just you. If you want to build something big and impact a lot of people and create an unreal living, then you probably need people to help you 
because it's hard to do that. It's hard to do that alone. There's not enough hours in the day. It's possible, right? You can do it, but it's easier and you can move faster, you know, with help. So you got to kind of figure out in a way too, in order to decide to invest, like, what, what do I, what do I want? You know? And so, and that can be, what do I want my standard of living to be? Right. Like, are there things in life, you know, that I want to have, but also like, what kind of work do you want to do? You know, how big do you, do you want to grow the business? Do you want like a nice small business or do you want this bigger thing? Cause that's going to have a massive impact on your decisions and, and how you invest. Yeah. I actually have a, um, the, what I'm going with now is like a formula. I think we've talked about this on the podcast maybe before. Um, I'm doing like a flip-flop thing where one year I'll take profit from, you know, I'll focus on taking profit from the business first. Uh, and then the next year I'm going to invest and not necessarily take as much profit. And so that's kind of like, that's kind of where what I've been doing, I think this year kind of started out as like, I'm going to take more profit. And then I had some very fortunate things happen on the millennial money man side of things early and then early this year. So then I would, I've kind of shifted back to like, well, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much set for like, I've pulled pretty much all the money that I want to out of the business this year. I'm just going to go back into growth mode for the last half of the year. So that's, but I mean, I'm trying to do that like flip flop thing. Cause I think that that at least gives me a framework for, you know, this year I'm going to take more profit or this year I'm going to invest in more people, things, whatever to make the business grow. And, and I think that's something I actually, it's one of the, I think Gary V talked about that. And I don't really love Gary Vee and I don't love a lot of the stuff that he talks about, but his business savvy is really good. So I, that was when he talks about like actual business things from time to time, I, I kind of like try to listen because the guy has built some really cool stuff. So it's kind of something I got from him. Yeah. I like that concept. And I think you see that too, with the work where you have times where you go, okay, this is going to be a real focused sprint to knock out a big project or accomplish something. And then a time where you have to pull back and you're more in, in maintenance mode or you're doing, you know, little stuff that's not as high a priority. There's always those things that need to be done, but you're not focusing on because they're, they're not as important as that big project. But so then they just get pushed back further and further until you either hire somebody to take care of them or you make time for them. So um, I think that that can be applied there too. Do you have any other thoughts on that before? Not really. Was there, you, right. we have a third question still, right? I got one more. I got one more. Just like, how do you prioritize that stuff? So like if you, you go, okay, I'm, this is, I have all these ideas. I have all these things that I want to do in the business. How do you go about deciding this is, this is what I do first and this next, you know, or do you, do you just like have your big list and you just pick the ones in the moment or do you kind of like go, Hey, this is the order we're going to attack things. I buy slash invest in the things that are going to get me more time first. So, I mean, for me, it comes down to like, you know, when I was looking at the business and I was like, okay, I need to bring people in to help me with things. It was like, who, what kind of person can I bring in to, to buy me more time to where I can spend more time with my wife and like chill a little bit. So that's why I decided to go with like the operations manager. I, Cause I could have like tried to build things out the other way where I just hired the pieces that I knew I needed, but I was like, no, I'm going to try to hire the person to sort of like replace me in the business first. And then we can do all the other stuff you know, after that, the problem with that is like the, the, the downside of that approach is that it makes profit or it, revenue increases happen slower because you're not necessarily bringing in the people um, mm -hmm. that are doing the things to help make the money. You're bringing people in to like structure the stuff. So um, that was something that last year, like I knew like, okay, if I do it this way, 
this is going to be slower and I'm not going to bring in as much revenue quickly because I'm not having like the, the nuts and bolts stuff done as much, but this is going to structure it better for the long term. And that was a, that was kind of something I could do because laptop empires has done so well. So, you know, for me, I always look at like, you know, is this thing going to make my life easier, give me more time? And that's the thing that I would usually invest in. And then if it's like, is this thing going to make me more money? Those like quickly, those tend to be the things that get pushed off until later, which is maybe counterintuitive, but it doesn't, at this point, making more money right now doesn't necessarily change my lifestyle a whole lot and it doesn't make me any happier or anything like that. So I'd rather make myself happier and then get the revenue later, if that makes sense. Right, right. What about like the work you're doing or the projects you're focusing on? You know, like how do you how do you prioritize that that kind of thing? Can you be more specific? Like what do you mean? Can you give me an example? Well, okay, here's a really good example. Yesterday we're talking about agent the agency growth accelerator program we're working on. We also have our free blogging course, right? And I was asking you, hey, I, I know AGA is the bigger project and it's the thing we're supposed to be focused on right now, but we're testing out this sequence and we have this little trial run thing we're doing with an affiliate partner, you know, and it's time bound. So should I focus on that first? And we were like, uh, yeah, because it's, you know, just because of that particular situation. So I think there's just, when you sit down, you know, we have all these things that we want to do and achieve and we want to work on. Like we have, we have to kind of decide what things to focus on because you can't do everything. So how do you decide like, this is the project, you know, this is what's going to get the attention first. Yeah. I mean, that's, a, it's tough because I think everything's a little bit different in that like in that particular situation, which that kind of situation has come up quite a, like we've had a lot of like little things and then in big long-term projects, I think it's more just kind of like recognizing the, the time span or the horizon, like time horizon of the actual project. Like the AGA thing is going to make, I think it's going to make the business a lot better and give us way more revenue and things like that. But it's not something we have to push out right now. Like we have time on it. Um, Whereas like, if there's something that's like, you know, we're really close to being just done with this, particular small project and it's just a thing on the list and we don't have you know maybe it's time specific like this one where we had like a trial period where the affiliate commissions are higher and we have more time to like test out certain things um or we only have a certain amount of time to like test things and make sure that they work then it's like okay let's just get the the little thing off the plate that's like almost like in the way of the big picture like if we just get that off the plate and it's done and we're over with you know it's over with then we can just then we can finally focus on the big thing I mean, that's well, you figure like the last couple of months, it's almost been like we had all these, you know, all these projects underway, like little stuff, like tons of little stuff. And it was like, let's just clear these things off our plate. Yeah. Sometimes just you get, get to that point. Like in yeah. the bit, I feel like in every business, you get to that point where you have like all these little, you know, to do's that haven't been checked off. And like, maybe they're not the most profitable thing to do right now, but you get to a point where you're like, okay, we've got 15 things that are just like pending we just need to get rid of those, like make them not pending anymore, which, you know, us bringing on Rachel to the team, uh, Rachel, if you're listening, thank you. Uh, she like having somebody that we can go, Hey, we have all these pending things. Can you help us push it across the finish line? And she's been doing that. And I think it's made you and I a lot more, you know, effective, but I think it's made us happier. Like, I don't know, like to me, it seems like you've been like way more excited. And I know I've been way more excited about, being in the business every day and like talking about things and strategizing because like we know that these little things are getting done. So sometimes like the little, I guess the answer to that question is like, 
if you have little things that are kind of nagging uh, or, or just like sucking up time, you know, they're like little, little vampires, you know, like sucking up time. Uh, sometimes it's better to just clear that stuff off the plate and then, you know, focus on the long-term thing after that, because it's going to be there, you know, it's the long-term play. Right. And that's the balance though, because then there's always the, you know, when you have a lot of things on your to-do list, people start checking off the little stuff to feel like they've accomplished something. And I think you gotta, yeah. you know, I, I've gotten, I think to the point where I'm like, see something through to completion before kicking another thing off. I feel like that's really important because we've had where we've like started a bunch of things and then you're nowhere, but you have, so, so I think just focus on one thing at a time. It's kind of the way to go. But at the same time, like you have to look at if there's a big, like what's the thing that's going to move the needle the most in the business, right? Whether that's freeing up time, creating more revenue, helping your customers, you know, whatever it may be, like focus on that thing first, you know? And so we had that when we were just talking about a situation where it was like, we had a couple open items and it was like, let's just get these to completion because it's not, if we just get them to completion, it's not going to delay things that much, but okay, those are done now. And so then it's looking at, okay, here's all the things we want to do. Okay. Here are all these little things. We have to set those aside to get this big thing done because this one's going to have a big impact and those won't, right. you know? Unfortunately, you know, that's one of the reasons why the swag shop has been like pushed aside so many times. So we had to then go and say, okay, we're going to schedule this, you know, we're finishing this thing and then that's next, no matter what. Um, and that's not going to move the needle, but it's something, you know, we wanted to do our customers, students have wanted to do our audiences wanted. So, you know, it's, it's hard to figure all that out. And the, the more, the further along you get and the more, the bigger your team gets and the bigger your business gets, you have more opportunities to do a lot more things and you're excited about a lot of them and it's hard to, to make those decisions. So you just got to kind of, you know, put it through the lens of, is this going to make me happier? Is this going to make the business move forward and, and just try and pick one at a time, you know, and that's been a big reason, like, you know, that you, those of you that are paying attention, we've, we've never missed on the podcast, but I haven't recorded a YouTube video. I think I've recorded one YouTube video since COVID dropped. And and a big thing for me was like, that's, that's a big priority in my mind, but it was like, I need to record videos for, you know, our course. And I have so much recording time with everyone being home and the kids running around. There's not like, it's not like when they were going to preschool and I had time to record. So it was like, okay, what's more important here? Um, so yeah. So anyway, that's all I got, man. Yeah. I just, uh, I think to just wrap that up, one of the things that I learned from one of my good friends, mentors, um, was that sometimes you just have to, you just have to make decisions. Right. And like, it's, it's too easy. I think in business to go like, ah, oh, should I do this? Should I do this? And then you just do nothing. Um, but I think learning how to just make a decision and then deal with whatever happens afterward, uh, and just go with it. I think is, is important. So like some of these things, like there's not a clear cut, like silver bullet answer for like, how do you, you know, what do you focus on and how do you do this in the business? I think sometimes you just have to just make a decision and then, you know, deal with the consequences of that decision, whether it's good or bad, you know, hopefully it works out or, you know, maybe it wasn't the right choice, but you kind of learn from that and you go back to the next time you need to make a decision you just keep making decisions, but you have to do that. Cause I think a lot of people have decision you know, like procrastination almost. And you can't have that if you want to grow your business. You've just got to do stuff at some point and, and you know, 
make it work. It's better. It's better to make a decision than to not like, I mean, it's, it's almost, it, it really is almost better to make a decision and not be the right one. Yeah. Cause then at least you're moving forward. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. it, this whole fear of failure thing that a lot of new entrepreneurs have, like you just can't, you can't have it. Like you just got to get past it quickly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you got to, yeah. you can't stay in that, that zone for longer. You're just not going to have a, a business, you know? So yeah, you just make decisions and do the best you can and then, you know, learn as you go. Awesome. Well, hope you guys enjoyed the episode. These are always kind of fun. Um, and I've, I've heard that y'all like them. I mean, but you know, that's, I don't hear from everybody. So, you know, let us know what you think. We can do more of these. We can do less of these, but it's always fun to kind of just talk about random things instead of trying to figure out like just a single condensed topic. So hopefully you guys get some value out of it. Anyway, appreciate it. If you subscribe to the podcast, you can subscribe pretty much anywhere. I think we're everywhere. So whether you listen on the podcast app or Spotify or whatever, we're there. And uh, new episodes every Monday. We appreciate you listening. See you next week. You've been listening to the Laptop Empires podcast with Mike Yonda and Bobby Hoyt. For more information and the resources mentioned in this episode, go to laptopempires.com forward slash podcast. We out.